Welcome, and thank you for joining us again today for Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard. I want to thank you for uh, just walking with us as we go through the scriptures and study the Word of God. You may reach us at gmail, address at pastorericandy at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-E-R-I-C-A-N-D-D-E-E at gmail.com. Or you may mail us at Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. That's P.O. Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. Now join us again for another Journey in Grace. Today we're going to start in the book of Luke, St. Luke, chapter 13 and verse 10. And then we're going to talk about the, uh, the faith versus religion. And uh, you could say grace versus religion. Because religion seeks to put labels on all of us. It's amazing how the church, down through the years, we've allowed uh, ourselves to be separated and be, and be divided into divisions, divided by race, divided by color, divided by uh, uh, social status, the rich, the poor, uh, the black, the white, the, uh, you know, the, 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 the city, the country. You know, we always seemingly, seemingly uh, the church has found ways to divide and uh, allow itself to be divided. Uh, those who baptize, those who baptize in Jesus' name, those who baptize in Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, all different kinds of ways to divide the church. But I want to tell you, the real relationship with Jesus Christ is personal. It's a personal thing that what Christ came back, he came back individually for all of us, meaning he did not come hundreds of millions of times, but he came back one time for all men and for all nations. All of us. The Bible says that Jesus came. He died. He died. His death was for all men. He gave himself for all men. He said, whosoever will, let him come. So the gate, the door is wide open. It's available for all of us. Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. I stand. He said, we, my father and I, we stand at the door knocking to see who will allow me in so that he or she can have a dynamic life, a life that you could never, ever imagine. The scripture says, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered the, uh, the mind or the soul of man or the thoughts of man what the good thing God has prepared for them that love him. Imagine, imagine a better life. Surely you can imagine a better day a better relationship, a better job, a better house, a better car. And I want to say grace is not about things. For the scripture says that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And that's what Jesus came to give all of us is freedom to, bake, to, to break the bounds of religion, the bonds of religion, to, to destroy the wall, that, that, that partition that separated us from God. And to bring us back again into agreement. And that's what he did. When he was born, the angel said, peace on earth and goodwill toward man. Meaning that God was no longer angry with man because he knew the solution. The answer to all of our problems was being, had been birthed into the earth through a virgin named Mary. And so today we're going to talk about that grace that Jesus brought. The liberty. And that liberty activated by faith. For the Bible says, the just shall live by faith. Meaning we don't live by it sometimes. Or we don't count on God 
uh, in, for the big things and let us let me let me handle the little things. Even some of us will even say, and I've been guilty myself so at times, saying, you know, God, I, I think I can handle this. But whenever you step in God's place and you and you take the burden on you, when Jesus said, "Cast all of your cares on the, on me," for He careth. Jesus cares much for us, from the smallest to the greatest issue you will ever face. Jesus cares about you. That's what I mean by a personal relationship with God. That you can talk to him. You don't have to go to the priest. You don't have to go to the bishop. You can pray for yourself. When Jesus said uh, that I've given all power to all men. He said all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And his same power he gave to us. To all of us. We're all disciples. We're all ministers. You Yes, you have the power to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You have the power to, to, to cast out devils. You have the power. If you win, if and when, and the scripture says it's according to the power that works in us. It's all about if we will allow God's power to move through us, unhindered by unbelief, unhindered by religion, unhindered by uh, the rules and regulations. And that's what we're going to talk about today, again, about the rules and regulations of religion. Because religion will bound, bind you. Religion will, will, will build a partition. Religion will separate you from the very God that you love, if you will allow it. But today as we study in Luke 13, 10, we're going to read about how Jesus broke the bonds of Satan. He let this woman out of jail. He paid her bond. And he did everything that was required. And, and he was the answer. He is the answer. And he's all that we'll ever need. So I'm going to begin reading now. In St. Luke 13. Chapter, verse, chapter 13. Verse 10. And he was teaching in, in the synagogues. On the Sabbath. And behold. There was a woman. Who had a spirit of infirmity. 18 years. She had a spirit of infirmity. For 18 years, this woman had been afflicted. And then it goes on to say, and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. Can you imagine having to look at people's feet for 18 years? 18 years, she had to look down. 18 years. You know, when you're looking down, the, it, the, the easiest thing to do is to look back. You could either look down or back. But it's hard to look, look to, 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 to see a better day when you're looking down. When you're looking down, and you know, that's just an example of Satan, that where he wants all of us to look down at the ground and never think that there'll be a better day. Never think that uh, God has something more for us. But we've all heard that scripture in Jeremiah 29, 11, where, God, where the Lord sent the word by Jeremiah and said, I know the thoughts I have concerning thee. Thoughts of good and not of evil to give you an expected end, a prosperous end, a blessed end. God's end for us is blessed. God's end for us is that we accomplish and fulfill our, the number of our days. God's, God's uh, uh, end for us is that not only that we see our children, but see our children's children. And that we leave a legacy of faith and hope for them. That their eyes won't be pointed toward, faces won't be pointed toward the ground. But they will look up. For in looking up, our Redeemer draweth nigh. 
the Jesus Christ, the righteous one, who has made us by his blood, that we are the children of Abraham. So let's read on. In the 12th verse, it says, and when Jesus saw her, he called her to her and said, woman, thou art loose from thine infirmities. Jesus put a command. He, he spoke and, 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 and liberated her with a word. With a word, he said, thou art loosed. Before he laid hands on her, before he cast out, cast out that spirit, he said, woman, you are loosed. And he spoke it in faith because he knew what God would do. This is what all, as I've, I've said before, I'm going to continue to say that the faith of God is activated with words. You've got to say what God says. I heard one minister say, don't say anything which God hadn't said. And here uh, Jesus said, woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. In other words, today your bill is paid. Today your bonds are loosed. Today you are being loosed out of jail. No longer will you have to look at the feet of men. No longer will you have to look at the dust of the ground. But now you are loosed. In the 13th verse, he says, and he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and she glorified God. Can you imagine what an awesome day? What a what a happy day that she to now I can look up and I can look face to face at, at the men and women. I can look if she had a family. I can look at my uh, look, look up at my husband. I can look up at my children. I can look up at the sun and the moon and the stars. I can look up now. What a faith-filled day for somebody to say, you are loosed, for Jesus to say, you are loosed, and then your chains be broken. And I believe that's what God is telling each and every one of us every day. Be loose from your bond. Be loose from your past. Be loose from that uh, uh, awful uh, relationship. Be loosed from, your, from, from the things you did yesterday, those habits, those addictions. Be loosed. But it's up to us to step out and to walk out and say, I refuse to live beneath my privilege. This was a daughter of Abraham. The scripture says in Galatians 3.29, it says that uh, we are Abraham's seed and heirs and joint heirs to the promise. That's what Jesus made us. He made us by our faith in him. We become joint heirs. In other words, what Abraham was entitled to, I'm entitled to. Abraham was called an heir of the world, possessor of heaven and earth. He was told that because of his faith in, in, in God, that he trusted a God he did not see, but he trusted in a God that when he spoke to him, Abraham recognized his voice. And every believer today, when God speaks to you, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and a stranger they will not follow. The only thing you got to do is listen. Get in tune with, the, with, with, with what God is saying. And to tune yourself, you got to get into his word. Meditate on it. Give God more than just a scripture for the day. But give him some time in the morning or in the evening or afternoon. Whenever you have time, designate a time for God. To where when you wake up in the morning, you're giving thanks and praise. You're taking time to read and meditate on his word. You're taking time to fellowship with him. And letting him Lead and guide you throughout the day, listening. For he said, my sheep hear my voice. So that lets you know Jesus is speaking. I wonder if we are listening. 
He said, woman, thou art loose from thy infirmities. He laid his hand on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. You think everybody would be clapping and jumping and clapping, clapping their hands and glorifying God and giving him praise and, and, and calling out a hallelujah and praise God. That's what you think. But in the 14th verse, it said religion stepped in. Ain't nothing can kill a service like a, like, like a religious spirit. Oh, you're too loud. You don't take all that. Go sit down. You're always up uh, uh, shouting and praising God. Why don't you sit down sometime? But I'm going to tell you, when you've been loosed, if you've ever been bound and you've been loosed, you're not going to let anybody set you down. And it says, and the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation. He was angry. How can you be angry at a miracle? It's one thing for her to be bowed over for a day or 18 days or 18 weeks or 18 months. It says for 18 years, she had to look at the feet of men and women as they passed her by. And I can just wonder, hear her wondering, Lord, when is it going to be my day? Am I going to be like this forever? Will I never be able to look up at the sun? Will I never be able to see the stars at night? My father Abraham behold, beheld the sun, the stars in the night, Lord. I can't even look up. I can't even straighten myself. I can't, how can I work and hold a job? Lord, I can't even provide for myself. If I begged, I can't even see them giving me the money. They had to throw it on the ground. Can you imagine? But the scripture says, the ruler of the synagogue, of the synagogue, was, had answered with indignation. He answered with anger saying, because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, he didn't talk to Jesus, there are six days which men ought to work. In them, therefore, come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. In other words, he said, wait a minute. Jesus, you out of order here. You performed a miracle, but you performed it out of time. But I'm here to tell you, faith will move out of time. Faith will move outside of time. Because Scripture says, now faith is. Faith is always now. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You have to look into the future. You have to look into the spiritual. You have to look into the unseen. Into the spirit of a thing. And that's what Jesus said. The spirit of infirmity had bound this woman. And he had spoken to it and now she's loosed. Now the ruler, instead of him glorifying God, he's angry because Jesus healed someone on the Sabbath day. But let's see what the Lord said. In the 15th verse. The Lord then answered him and said, you hypocrite, thou hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath day loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, lo, these 18 years be loosed from her this bond on the Sabbath day? She was bound in prison. The spirit of infirmity had captured her, had tied her up spiritually, and would not let her be straight. 
you know, under the law. You had infirmities. You weren't allowed in the uh, you weren't allowed in, into the into the temple because you know a leper wasn't allowed into the temple. And here you are. Everybody can see. How could you even go amongst the amongst, amongst the uh, uh, of the saints? You couldn't even go amongst the people to worship God because of your infirmity. That's what religion religion will bind will bind will stop you. The Jews had a, a, was nothing wrong with the law. The law was perfect. The problem was the people trying to live the law. The people trying to uh, uh, measure up. And nobody measured up but the one man that was being accused of, of, of offending the law. And Jesus said, Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, these 18 years be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day? And when he has said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed. Wasn't just this one that was uh, angry. It was all and many others who joined in chorus. Of why? Why is this man healing on the Sabbath day? Why is this man? But Jesus compared this woman. He said, look, your, your, your oxen or your donkey, if your donkey was uh, needed water, you feed them, you, you break, take them to water. If the ox who would work for, for the week and had ground corn for you or plowed the field, you give them water. But hear this daughter of the promise. You wouldn't even you wouldn't even allow her to receive her blessing. Everybody's not happy when you get blessed. They're not going to be happy on your about your promotion. They won't be happy about your new car or your new your new job or your new house. They won't be happy. That's why there's a saying: "Team misery loves company." If you down and I'm down, I'm good. But when you rise, oh wait a minute. You think you all that now. And the only thing you're doing is praising God. Say, look what God has done. And this is what this woman did. She said, look, she glorified God. Because nobody, everybody saw her walking around for 18 years. Nobody loosed her but Jesus. He loosed her with a word. And set her free. And broke the bonds of Satan. Then in the 18th verse he said, Unto what is the kingdom of God like? Whereunto shall I resemble it? 19. It is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and cast into his garden. And it grew, waxed great, waxed a great tree, and the fowls of the air lodged in the branches of it. When the, word, when the, when the blessing of God began to flow, God, this is what Jesus told Abraham. He said, I'll bless you, make your name great. And cause you to be a blessing. This is what, whenever God blessing, blesses, it overflows. When a blessing comes, it overflows. It's more than enough. It flow, it, it'll be enough for you, your family, and your neighbors. It'll bless people. When you see God's blessing, it's an overflowing thing. And this is what Jesus was saying. This tiny seed, when it's cast into the ground, that's what the kingdom is. The kingdom is the word of God. The kingdom of God, the scripture said, the kingdom of God is within you. It's the Holy Spirit within you. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. And when you combine word and spirit, you have power. Because the word is spirit. You don't walk in the spirit, walk in the word. Walk in obedience to the word of God. Walk in obedience to what he said. Because Jesus said in Matthew 6, 63, my words are spirit and they are life. This life 
what was Jesus is describing as being cast into the ground, grows up out of the ground into a great tree. Until all the fowls of the air come and lodge in it. Let's read on. And again, the 20th verse, he said, Whereunto shall liken the kingdom of God? It is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal to the whole with leaven. The word of God is too... The, the, the scripture says, who lights a candle and put it on a bush? In other words, who would light a candle and then cover it? No, you take that candle up. In the daytime, a candle is it's no, no, not a lot of significance in the daytime. And, and at noonday, you don't need a candle. But oh, when it gets dark, when it gets dark when the, at the midnight hour, and that candle is burning, it's just like a searchlight on the shore. And you see that searchlight on the, on the shore? You see it, that light tower? That lighthouse shining out into the ocean? Through the fog, through the darkness? That one light will lead ship safely to shore. And that's what God is, that's what Jesus is telling them, telling them here. He said that leaven, the word of God deposited in amongst the people, it will grow, it will flourish if allowed to be watered and be taken in and be meditated on. It will feed you, it'll feed your family. The word of God will, will change, a, change a neighborhood. It'll change a church. It'll change a city. It'll change, a, uh, it'll change you in prison. It'll change you in the hospital. It'll change you in the middle board. It will change your situation if you won't let religion. Don't get bound by religion and all the do's and don'ts, all the do nots, all the things you can't do. You can't wear this. You can't wear that. Surely the scripture says that we should dress in moderation. But moderation is if you got your dress up to your neck and your, and your, and your hem down to the ground, that's not moderation. That's over. That's, that's, that's over. That's, 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 that's beyond moderation. Because now, you can't see your arm, your neck, your leg, your feet, your toes. But it's a hymn that somewhere, there's a middle. Well, moderation means the middle ground. That's what moderate means, middle. If that's moderate weather, that doesn't mean it's freezing cold, nor is it blazing hot. It's a cool, calm, uh, 65 to 75 degrees. Just, just calm weather. That's moderate. And that's what Jesus was saying uh, will have all of us to be. Is to be a place, to be people who will be drawn. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Not religion. Jesus didn't die for religion. He said, I come that you might have life and to have it more abundantly. And that's what we're talking about today. That we as a people, the church of the living God, if you don't know him today, let the word of God receive Jesus as your savior. If you are saved, receive the Holy Ghost today. Only thing you got to do is pray and say, Lord, come into my life. I give my heart to you. I repent of my sins. Lord, come now. And I speak by faith that you are here because you said, if any man call upon the name of the Lord, he shall be saved. I call upon you. I receive you as Lord. And now I am welcome in the family. And now, Lord, I want the power that you spoke of in Matthew 28. I want to speak in tongues. I desire, Lord, to be filled with the Holy Ghost. 
Hallelujah. I receive the Holy Ghost, Lord. You can speak in the Holy Spirit right now. And you can walk in the power of God. We thank you for listening to uh, Journeys in Grace today. We hope what I've spoken will be taken into heart. Jesus didn't come for religion. He came that all men, for all men, would be saved. For God sent his only begotten son, whosoever will believe on him, that, should, that none should perish, but we all should have everlasting life. All won't receive him. All won't believe him. But the, but the door is open. Come and welcome to the family of God. Join us again for Journeys in Grace. Be blessed.